2: Welcome back to another episode of The First Team. I am Joe and Joining me as always, former NFL and college QB, founder of the Sims Complete QB and host of the Sims Complete podcast, Matt Sims. A lot lot of qualifiers. We're getting more and more uh, resume pieces there for Matt's name. It's getting harder and harder (laughs) to say every single show. Uh, Also joining us is uh, Ryan Roberts, Irish Breakdown Recruiting Analyst and NFL Draft Analyst. Today we're going to be talking about three top performers from the week and just general names that have been trending up throughout the 2023 college football season as 2024 NFL draft is about to be talked about a ton in the next few months. Those three guys we're talking about, we're getting to Damian Martinez from Oregon State, Isaiah Williams from Illinois, and Lad McConkey from Georgia. I'm going to start us off here. Ryan, yes. I know that you want to talk about Isaiah Williams. <laughs> He's somebody who uh, you have in casual conversation brought up a million times. If he was on a more pass happy team his stats might be better. Well, some reason, Illinois throws the ball all over the yard against <laughs> Indiana. He goes 9 receptions for 200 yards and two touchdowns. Big day for him and it feels like it's been uh, it's been coming. This is something that we should have maybe been expecting that Isaiah Williams puts up puts up
1: numbers like. I this. guess maybe we should have inju- included John Paddock in this that threw for 500 yards out of nowhere for Illinois this week, but you know, we'll we'll leave <laughs> John off and see if he can do it back to back. Isaiah He is one of the more interesting NFL draft prospects in 2024 because you watch him and you're just like, dude, he can do so much more than what Illinois allows him to do. First and foremost, St. Louis, Missouri guy, Trinity Catholic. He was actually a dual threat quarterback coming out of high school and was actually a dual threat quarterback early on in his Illinois career. Obviously, that was not the – Trajectory of his career that was the best for his possibilities at the next level. So changes to a slot receiver, and if you see what he's done over the last couple of years, he's been ultra productive. A lot of catches, but not for a ton of yards. Not a lot of explosives. Not a lot of big. You know, yards per catch. Uh, yards per catch are actually really good. Not a lot of huge catching averages per per reception because. That offense stinks. It's not interesting. It's not fun. It's a bunch of bubble screens. It's a bunch of now screens. It's a bunch of Isaiah, you're a best athlete on the field. Go do something with the football. That's all they've been doing the last couple years. And more and more this year, you're starting to see, okay, Isaiah Williams can do more than just be a screen guy, a little gadget kid. There's more there. And then he has the nine catch for 200-yard performance this week. And I felt like it was the perfect time to talk about the fact that this kid can run routes. He's pretty explosive. He can win down the football field. He can run deep overs. He can do the after-catch stuff, of course, but there is more to him than what I think he's been given the ability to do and what he's been given credit to do. I, he is my pick mm. right now for the guy that I think goes a lot earlier in the NFL draft in 2024 than people realize, because this is a player mm. that this is this is the style that the NFL is moving towards now. Right, The guys that can... Create, maneuver, create space, and then take advantage of it. And the after-catch stuff is fantastic with Isaiah Williams. The gadget stuff is fantastic with Isaiah Williams. Get the football in his, in his hands. Let him work. And I think we're just seeing the now Illinois this past week was able to do some things with Isaiah Williams that they should have been trying to do the last couple years. Unfortunately for them, way too late most likely but fortunately for isaiah is now the nfl scouts are seeing it on film that like hey he can do more than just catch a now screen and make a guy miss in space and create an explosive he can run routes he can maneuver down the field just a really talented wide receiver overall isaiah williams
0: and yeah you're you're right he displayed that versatility that we've seen uh really First, first and foremost, with his career in that slot position, doing all those little gadget plays like you mentioned. But you're right, this Indiana game, it it, it got to to the ability to where you saw him in those one on one situations on the outside, and he is the perfect type of guy with his change of direction, start and go ability. Double moves are always a possibility. The quick little quick game concepts, whether a slant out route, the now routes at the line of scrimmage on obvious run plays, where the quarterback could just flick it out there really quickly and get him the ball in space. Um, we saw a beautiful double move against Indiana. And then the one that sealed the game at the end, he runs a beautiful little out and return back into the field of play. Paddock breaks the pocket, extends it, and he does a great job of of getting back into Paddock's vision, running to that back pylon, and, and getting open. Well, he was actually already open, but then open again the second time, yep. uh, redirecting off of that. And uh, And I think that's what really jumps off to me. His change of direction, his ability to make people miss in the open field, and kind of weave through traffic, and also too that he's had that experience in the special teams. Even though he did muffle punt in this game, he, he does have the ability to be a good punt returner and kick returner for the NFL level, and uh, potentially maybe even a gunner with his speed and quickness. So mm. this is a guy that I think uh, you know has has multiple assets to an NFL roster for for him in his future.
1: I think he's a quarterback's best friend, too, Matt. I think you said something that's very important. He makes himself available right off of scramble drills, off of those busted plays. Like He's able to make himself available and create those bonus plays, those those hidden yardage, if you will, the after-catch ability. The one cool thing, uh, Joe. I, I mean, you might be too young for this, I guess, because you're like 22 or whatever the heck you are. I, all I wonder, right, all right. Relax. I wonder if this Isaiah Williams has met the original Isaiah Juice Williams at Illinois, which I know Matt probably remembers Ooh. the quarterback who's yeah. he run a run a rose ball, Joe. Won a rose ball at Illinois, <laughs> sir. I know. No, you don't. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, screw you. Uh, I am old enough
2: to remember, and I don't know why the, the these, there's two guys that to my head both played for the same school where you know Lynn Bowden when he was used at Kentucky was was yeah. basically they didn't have a quarterback and they were just using him as a wildcat quarterback physically does not line up with the the size profile of of uh, Isaiah Williams but I, I don't know about you guys but physically I kind of get those same vibes of, of Wandell Robinson who um a little more compact and that five foot 10 190 range just very quick feet very shifty and then if we remember from that I want to say it was the 2022 or 2021 NFL draft. He was a name that was discussed and thrown out there a ton, but wasn't in that upper echelon of the the receiver selected in that class. And then he ends up going early on in the second round because you see all those added bonuses, the yards after catch, uh, being utilized as a gadget player. That's a a, a jargon term that's thrown out there a ton. Mm -hmm. But when you've got a small shifty guy in your receiving core, it's a weapon and if you know how to use them effectively and then you you summed it up perfectly Matt kick return ability is is very promising as long as he doesn't muff kicks like he did in this game he's going to provide that juice you know he's going to provide that extra electricity that you need for for a game where he can pick up you know 20 yards on a kick return and, and have like a really big reception off of a short router or, or something along those lines
1: can, can I add a, another name of a comp potentially for Isaiah Williams okay You mentioned mentioned Lynn Bowden, who played at Kentucky and did a lot of that gadget stuff. He basically became a Wildcat quarterback. Once upon a time, Joe, there was another Kentucky wide receiver that started that trend. They used to call it the Wild Cobb, and his name was Randall Cobb. All right. (laughs) So Uh I'm just saying, man, the ability of these guys that have a quarterback background, I think they understand one where soft spots in zone are, where to settle down, how to make yourself available for quarterbacks, because they know what wide receivers can do that would have appeased them as quarterbacks. Right. And I think that they're better athletes than maybe they've been portrayed. And I remember when Randall Cobb went to the combine, people were like, you know, he played wildcat quarterback and some wide receiver, like, what is he? And then he ran four, four, six. And you're like, Oh, he's just a really good athlete that had to play a different position because that was what was necessary for him on that football team. So little Randall Cobb in Isaiah Williams game. Not necessarily mm-hmm. saying he's going to become the player that Randall Cobb was on the NFL level, but I wouldn't be shocked if he does. Like he's that brand of football player in my mind.
0: Yeah, and and really, you said it correctly, Ryan. We haven't seen the ceiling yet for this young man because he's just not asked to do much in this offense. The offense, uh, for whatever reason, did seem like it's starting to kind of open up the past two weeks, mm-hmm. but you know, still just not enough uh, route running being asked of Isaiah Williams consistently. Yep. But from the little bit that we have seen, it does give you hope that this guy definitely has uh, more than what's being demanded of him right now. Absolutely.
2: Make sure you check out Bet Online for all of your sports betting needs. For anything that I do betting-related, I go on over to betonline.ag and I use promo code BELIEVE50. BetOnline has all of the latest updated odds for the NFL and college football seasons. Anything you need, whether it's futures, live in-game betting, no matter what, your football betting needs are met at BetOnline. And again, make sure you use that promo code BELIEVE50, five zero to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Mm, very good points. Uh, let's go to another receiver here who is a quarterback's best friend, that being Ladd McConkey <laughs> uh, for Georgia. Now, this past weekend wasn't his best performance of the year statistically, but one could argue had Georgia not called, called off the dogs a little bit in terms of throwing the ball, they they ran all over old Miss in that second half. They, they weren't really trying to air the ball out as much as they were in the first half. He still finishes with four receptions for 81 yards in a touchdown. But I think McConkie, I wanted to bring him up at some point. He's going to be a name that's discussed in this 2024 NFL draft process uh, because of his impact. He has very mischaracterized his play style. My God, I saw somebody try to compare him to Cooper Cup, and I almost had it – and Ryan sent it to me. I almost had an aneurysm reading that because these guys are not built the same way. One guy ran 4 one guy 6-2. One guy is gonna run the four threes, high four threes, low four fours, and is closer to that six foot five eleven. Five 11, 185, and, he's
1: and we're comparing him to Cooper Cup. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He
2: he he can move. Uh Matt, I want to go to you first on this one. Talking about Ladd McConkey, his impact continues to grow for this Georgia team. What what have you seen from him?
0: Yeah, this is a guy that I feel like Ryan really started to uh to tell me like, "Hey man, like pay attention to this guy. This dude's got got something else." And uh, you know, ever since then I absolutely have been keeping uh, you know, two eyes on this guy and what he's been able to do because it is it's ridiculous. Dude's dude's an explosive football player. And I think the one play that kind of really encapsulates how explosive a football player in his route running ability is that deep in cut that he ran versus Florida where he caught it in the middle of the field with about maybe six other Florida defenders right next to him. And he was able to pivot, turn 180 degrees and then outrun everybody right through the middle of the defense for a touchdown. You know, and to me, that's like one of those plays where, you know, not your average Joe makes that play that easily. So his ability to, be a great route runner on the outside and inside his ability to obviously be just a explosive game-changing football player. Every time he catches the football and he does a really good Mm. job of, of catching footballs that are contested. And and I think that's the most important thing for someone of his size is that you always get concerned. If someone's a little bit under, under like the typical, you know, wide receiver size, like do they win contested footballs consistently? This guy absolutely does that. And with this game changing speed, He's going to be a really interesting prospect that I think uh, rises very quickly on draft boards for certain teams.
1: Joe, you know what I just just realized, Joe, was that you had said that I picked all three on this list, and that was actually not true. I I picked McConkie. (laughs) I picked (laughs) McConkie because I wanted to talk about him.
2: I think that – I've said this before. The list is – Guys that statistically did well, but we, as we, as evaluators on this podcast, yep. we can agree that not always, does not always have to be the statistical dominance. It could be guys that just have a really important presence for their team wins. And I think that against Tennessee this week, yep. he could have another big game. And that was so New Jersey of you too, by the way, because I wanted to talk about him. Right? <laughs> yeah. you Unbelievable.
1: Know
2: <laughs> I, I'm coming back. My pilgrimage to the homeland is this weekend, so it, it's starting to come out of me, man. The the the, <laughs> yes. the, the New Jersey isms, the Italian isms, are starting to come out yeah. of me. Maybe I'll see. see stay Ryan. in North
1: Jersey, dude. Just stay up there, all right? Don't come down here. Um, you're you're from Philly. Okay, <laughs> oh, <shut laughs> you're from New York. Who cares? I, I, all right, I'll, I'll claim Philly. That's North good.
2: Jersey's a real part of New Jersey. Uh, South
1: Jersey's just Philly. See, all the right, beaches. boys, Army. boys, go boys. boys stain of the U.S. <laughs> Let's keep moving here. Uh, Lat- all right, to Lab- Lad. Go ahead. Lad (laughs) McConkie, who I think you said it perfectly, Joe, to open up with. There is going to be so many terrible comps and so many terrible descriptions of Lad McConkie. And let's call it why. Let's say why, right? Let's be honest. He's a little white receiver who's a former walk-on. So people look at him and say, must be a crafty slot receiver. That's Wes Welker, baby. That's who that guy is. (laughs) <laughs> and then when he goes to Indianapolis and he runs four three eight or four four two, people are gonna be like, "Oh, oh, that, that's different." Because you watch him play, mm. and guys. He's not your just underneath separator, right? Your 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 option route guy, your pivot route guy. He is a legitimate vertical separator after catch kid who can run for days, and he's incredible. He's got the craftiness to him, which is where those false assumptions come from. But my guy can run. My guy can get in and out of breaks. My guy is explosive. He's a really talented athlete. How this kid – I know he's a Georgia kid, so maybe he just wanted to go to Georgia. I haven't actually looked at his recruiting background, so I don't know how many offers he had. He was, a th- he was yeah, probably I'm like a three-star, but he wanted to go up. to Georgia. I mean, either way, he earned his scholarship offer – And now he's one of the best wide receivers in college football. And now he has a chance to win three straight national championships before he goes off into the the sunrise of being a probably top two-round NFL draft pick come April. I mean, he's that type of dude. People are going to love him because he has a very good background as far as being a very well-spoken and good young man. He has the on field schools and he's going to go to the combine and he's going to blow the place up and people are going to be shocked by this little white receiver that ran for three. That's what's going to happen in in the the coming the new year when he goes off to the Combine and then he gets drafted in April. Kid's just a really good football player, man. Throw the assumptions out. Throw the bad comps out. This kid is an explosive electric athlete who can do a lot of things on the football field. We saw the double move, which was obviously the, the big highlight of the day, but my guy can separate yeah. vertically. He can win underneath. He can create after the catch. Just a really good football player, man. And when he's healthy and Brock Bowers are both healthy, Good luck, right? Like, good luck. Good luck stopping that passing <laughs> yeah. attack because they can do so many different things at a very high level.
2: His uh, his offers, very surprising, as a three-star. His only offers were really Army, Bucknell, Furman, Georgia Southern, Kennesaw State, Kent State, Mercer. He got a Vanderbilt offer and then William & Mary. He had taken visits to Clemson and Tennessee but did not get offers, which is Really hilarious, knowing right now that Tennessee is kind of a little thin in terms of receiver depth, and Clemson really doesn't have any receivers. And I would argue that he'd be very impactful for both Jim, these offenses. Very big miss. Can I tell you what?
1: the craziest that I just saw? As a senior. Lad McConkey had 3,051 all purpose yards. He had 124 catches for 1,771 yards, 20 touchdowns. He had 924 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns on the ground. He was also a kick and punt returner for the team. Oh, my God. And, and, I don't know if you uh, and missed you said that. One.
0: He, he played high school football in Georgia?
1: Yeah. He was a. Yes, Chatsworth. I, I, yeah. Yep. Chatsworth. So he went to North Murray, which I think is a little bit of a smaller school out in Georgia, but he is a Georgia kid. He is.
0: Well, that's kind of crazy, too, because typically, you know, you hear those kind of stats and they're playing maybe a little bit of a, a lower brand of football yeah. or in an area of the country that we don't value very high. But, you know, we, right. we know how talented the state of, of Georgia is with athletes and for I don't care what level you're playing at to do stuff like that. Yes. You clearly are a talented football player, but it's cool. This is this is why football is fun. This is why, you know, you can label, you can compartmentalize, you can put people in categories as much as you possibly can. But, you know, when all is even and fair on the field of battle and you're given an opportunity to perform, most often guys like Lad McConkey, you know, come out and you you say all of a sudden, like, wow, this guy's an overnight sensation. You, you know, he's not. He's worked really hard at it, he's earned it. And, uh, and that's something, too, that I think that NFL scouts will value very highly, too, is a guy that has proven himself when it was clearly doubted in his career. And to be uh, the best receiver on a three-time national champion, potentially three-time national champion, that's, uh, that's something to be said.
1: And he is not to be confused with Joe. Mr. Phil McConkey, who played with Mr. <laughs> Phil Sims in the New York Giants. That's right. He is not related. Oh. I did some research. They are not, oh. not related.
2: You
0: would that have already heard funny. all of those stories already <laughs> if that were true,
2: too. Oh, yes. Yeah. It would have been a overtures for Lad McConkey in the, the full episode. But uh, <laughs> yeah. moving on to our next guy and our last guy, Damian Martinez, a running back from Oregon State. 15 carries, 146 yards, four touchdowns against Stanford. And I think that Damian Martinez is such an interesting player because he plays for a program that's really good this year and has been good over the last two seasons under Jonathan Smith, but for whatever reason, just doesn't get a ton of love. Martinez at a conference that's got all these superstars and frankly has a lot of really good running backs in the conference too. Yeah, He's just never been brought up in that national equation for whatever reason, but here he is doing what he does every single week where he goes for a buck 50 and multiple touchdowns. He is just that type of guy. Matt, I want to come to you again on on this one first. Martinez big bruising back. What do, what do you see from him? You are right, big bruising back, but at the same time
0: has the ability to hit home run runs consistently. And what I really love about watching him is that Oregon state essentially runs an NFL type of offense. You see, you know, NFL type of personnel where it's 11, 12 personnel, double tight end sets. You know, and and really doing a great job of mixing up different run schemes involved with it. So, NFL scouts are going to be really excited when they watch this film because you're going to see a lot of power schemes. You're going to see a lot of counter schemes. You're going to see a lot of outside and inside zone running. And, And that stuff to me is what's so impressive about Damian Martinez is that he can kind of switch that gear from being inside or outside zone to that downhill, you know, back on backer concept in the run game too. And we saw that one for the long touchdown this this last week and against Stanford. It was just your typical, mm-hmm. you know, 19 week Bob there on the weak side with the fullback leading up. Fullback didn't even block anybody. He just did a great <laughs> job of just, you know, finding the open gap and then hitting the turbo booster from there. So, it's just uh it's one reason why I think GMs Again, I've said this before, have a hard time paying the running back position because so many dudes each and every year, like all the other running backs that we've discussed this year, Damian Martinez, like this guy is an NFL running back, and it's so obvious, and you're right. If he wasn't playing for Oregon State, If he was the running back for Clemson or Florida State or whoever, we would talk about him much more because this dude is a legit NFL prospect and he is going to really make a a dramatic impact, I think, early on in his career because he has that NFL foundation that they have at Oregon State.
1: He's already one of the best running backs in college football. I remember seeing him as a freshman last year because he was actually the backup to Deshaun Fenwick, who's actually now the backup now to Damian Martinez – and he was a very
0: good player, too. He's a
1: really good football player. Yeah. And he was doing pretty well. And then I think he got banged up and Martinez came in and it was just like, oh, just a different type of cat, right? Like that's a different dude. Yeah. And he's taken over six foot, 232 pounds. The things that takes you off guard, because yes, you look at him and say that kid's gonna be a bruising downhill runner, and, and sure, he is. But the movement skills. The acceleration is pretty nice. The change of direction is really good for a player his size. He makes really, guys move yeah. m- miss in very tight spaces for 230 plus pounds is pretty rare. He's a little bit shorter. But I think it's kind of hard to watch him and not have flashbacks to Steven Jackson when he was at Oregon state as well, like body types are similar. It's just Steven was six, one and a half, not six foot and a half like Damian Martinez out. And he was about 240 pounds, but there are stylistic comparisons there. I think they kind of mirror each other. As far as play styles, this kid brings all the variables to the table that you really like in a running back has the size, has the physicalities, has the plus acceleration and is really good in tight spaces. This kid is a superstar waiting to happen. That's how good Damian Martinez could be. Mm.
0: And the last touchdown was really like the one that displayed that change of direction versus Stanford. He's got a free runner off the edge. You know, essentially, he sees him out of the corner of his eye the last second. Plants his left foot in the ground lets him just olay right by him and then accelerates into the touchdown from from about 2 or 3 yards out but that change of direction is really something to to marvel at and this is a guy mm-hmm. that like i feel like if he's available in like the 3rd round like i totally see you know Mike Tomlin being like yeah this guy's a Pittsburgh Steeler like, let's get this guy <laughs> in here because we we love these type of football players. He's going to be physical for us. He's going to be great in the grass, you know, bad weather. We're just going to hand him the football and we're just going to win ugly like we always do.
2: <laughs> I, I think that I, I say this a, a good amount on this show when we talk about running backs because I think generally we do a really good job of, of picking guys that are not just big name players in the sphere of college football, but rather we think could provide value to an NFL roster. But I think Damian Martinez – Fills the descriptor that I used on Devin Neal a few weeks ago of somebody that'll get drafted and will sit here in a few years and be like, "Who's this kid?" Right. You know, the general casuals of the NFL are gonna be like, "This this guy just ran for 110, uh, you know, against such and such defense. How did he do this? He's got 900 yards in the season and, and eight touchdowns. He just has that build for any you know throwback style coach that's gonna be uh, looking for a player like that. That's gonna be it from us on today's show at Joe DeLeon um at sims complete qb at Rising draft thank you for tuning in i almost forgot the handle for a second we'll be back with more make sure you're subscribed you don't miss out on our coverage for the rest of the season and heading into the 2024 nfl draft for the rest of your week folks thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform